We know that building vocabulary is a key component to helping students comprehend higher-level texts. So in order to build that vocabulary, students need to be exposed to words in order to pick up new words. But not everything has to be so formal or a specific lesson. This is why we don't need to do long lists of vocabulary words anymore. We just need to find ways to continually expose our students to different and new words. Hi there, I'm Carolyn Wall, your host of the Middle School Cafe podcast, a podcast specifically for secondary ELA teachers looking to close the achievement gap. I'm a 20-year veteran teacher who still loves being in the classroom. Tune in each week as I reflect on my own teaching experience to bring you lesson plans, strategies, and stories that will help you develop your students as readers and writers. So grab your notepad, a cup of coffee, and join me each week as we dive into all things ELA. Here we go. Hello and welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Carolyn, and this is the Middle School Cafe podcast where we talk about all things ELA. We are currently in a three-episode mini-series on vocabulary. This is the third episode in that series. So if you've missed any of the other episodes, head over to middleschoolcafe.com, click on podcast, and you'll see all of our episodes listed out there. Today, I'm excited to share a few more activities that you can include to spotlight or review vocabulary with your class. The first is something that you can easily do, whether you are reading an article in class or reading a short story in class, and that is to have your students help you determine what words to study. I like to make a little game out of it by having students scan the article or the short story for words that either they don't know or words that they think someone else might need to know in order to understand the article or story. This kind of takes the pressure off of the student of having to admit that they don't know a particular word. Then we make a list on the board of all the words from all the students that they don't know or they think someone else doesn't know. I ask students to define the words that they know, call in students, I write out the definitions. And when we get down to about four to six words, depending on the length of the article or story, then I know those are the words that we need to work on as a class. Another way that you could do this if you wanted to kind of involve more students or get more students actively engaged in this is that you could change it up by having table groups define as many words as they can. So still create the list with your students, but then at the table groups, have them define as many words as they can. This promotes peer-to-peer conversations, and they're talking about words, how they use words, and what the definitions are. I walk around, I listen to each table group, kind of take notes on the words that students either aren't defining correctly or words that many groups are struggling to define. And then I know that those are the words that I need to work on with my class. Once I have my list of words that I know my students need to work on, there's a couple of things that we can do depending on the length of the lesson or the time we're going to be spending on the article or the short story. And the easy one is simply to have students take notes where you're defining the words for them and they're writing them in their notebook or on a piece of paper. The second one is to divide it up amongst your class and have maybe each group take on a word or each row could take on a different word and maybe they're going to complete a frere model. If you're not sure what a frere model is, that is something we talked about last week. So you can go back and listen to that episode to get ideas on how to use the frere model in your class. 
You can also have your students create the word wall cards that you're going to post in your room where they would write the, the word, the definition. If they could write a sentence, that would be great. Maybe they can find part of speech. Maybe they can look for a synonym or antonym something that you could post up on the wall, on your word wall, that we could refer to as we're reading the article or the short story. This is simply a small task that you're having students look up the words that we're then going to use later. So this is still that initial lesson about the word. Students aren't going to be mastering the word with this initial step. I like this activity of having students preview the text because it gives students that opportunity to kind of scan the text, know what we're going to learn about, pull out that prior knowledge that they have. It provides a little bit of student choice. And then depending on which activity you're going to use to work with that word, you're also promoting peer-to-peer discussions. All right, the second activity that I want to talk about isn't just one activity. There's multiple things you can do, but I want to just bring forward the idea that you can play games with your students. Two games that I really like to play with my students are Pictionary and Bingo. And yes, I know they're kind of old school, but trust me, students still really love both of these and they will really get into both of these. We know that building vocabulary is a key component to helping students comprehend higher level texts. So in order to build that vocabulary, students need to be exposed to words in order to pick up new words. But not everything has to be so formal or a specific lesson. This is why we don't need to do long lists of vocabulary words anymore. We just need to find ways to continually expose our students to different and new words through activities like word of the week, through activities like word walls, and through activities like games. It is okay to have fun at school. I know there's people who are going to disagree with that, but it is okay. It's actually essential to have some fun at school. Otherwise, students won't see learning as fun, and they will not be the lifelong learners that we all desire them to be. A fun game to play is Pictionary. Have you played Pictionary with your class? Pictionary is a fun, creative way to get students thinking about words. I like to use this activity as a unit review. So meaning that I've already taught the words, we've already seen the words multiple times in use, whether it was in our article, in our short stories, in our class novels, students have already worked with these words on more than one occasion. Pictionary is that one final push to reinforce the meaning to kind of help students take ownership of that. So if Pictionary is something that you're thinking about doing, you're going to need a couple of things. You're going to need markers and something to draw on. I have whiteboards, small individual whiteboards that we use in my class, but I've also seen this done in classrooms where they just use white paper. I've seen it done where they use the whiteboard up in the front of the room. I've also seen groups have chart paper at their table. So you just need something for students to be able to draw on. And they draw quickly, it can get messy. So have a big enough space that students have the freedom to do what they need to do to get the words across. It can get a little bit chaotic. So remember that. You will also need slips of paper that have the words written on them. Again, I usually do this with words that we already know. You could also slip in a few other words, maybe review from previous units. Maybe it's a preview of a word coming up, but most of the words in your stack or in your list for the game, students are going to know. Then you're going to want to break your class into groups. And I would say smaller is better. If you could get four 
Probably five would be the largest you would want in a group because otherwise it's easy for someone to sit out and not participate. And then students are going to take turns drawing. And again, they're drawing that word in action, especially if you're using academic terms, you want them to draw what does that word look like? What does that word maybe sound like? How do I see it in action? How would I know that that's the word? And at first, students might groan about having to do that, but it is so much fun. It is a day of chaos, yes, but it is a day of fun and silliness and just bringing a different perspective to your class and students will get into it. Scoring can also be added to this. You can make it a game or a competition. I like to just have students self-score. So each group is taking turns, they're drawing, and they're answering the questions for each person. That way I don't have to become a judge and it doesn't become a student against the teacher kind of activity. So students just simply self-score, but you could do it in a whole group setting if you want to, however it works for your class. But I have students self-score. I don't always do prizes. When I do, I usually bring Jolly Ranchers and the group that has the most tallies will get two Jolly Ranchers and then everyone else will get one. It's kind of that trophy for everybody, but I really just want the students to be engaged with the words and have a little bit of fun in class. Pictionary is not something that I would do every week, but it is something that I do a couple of times throughout the year probably three times that I can think of off the top of my head. And kids just really, really, really enjoy this kind of activity. They don't often even realize that they are learning or that they are reviewing. If you're looking for something that's a little bit more controlled, but still very game-like, then bingo can be your answer. So I know you might be thinking, bingo, okay, it's you're thinking one of two things. It's either super, super elementary or it's like grandma's, my grandma plays bingo. But in reality, students love bingo. We have bingo even on our whole school reward days. Students love bingo. And yes, even high schoolers love bingo. Again, you don't do it every day. And so it's something different, but it's fun. You can create your cards on your own, but I really find that that is super time consuming. So I about a day ahead of time, ask my students to help me create the cards. So I simply just print off blank bingo cards. I write a list of the words that we're going to be using and reviewing on the board. And then I have students randomly place them in the bingo cards. Then I collect the cards. And then the next day or whenever we're going to use them, Later that week, I will pass out those cards randomly to other people. A pro tip is to look through the cards and find a few that look really neat, like neatly handwritten. Make some copies of those so that you have extra cards for students that were absent. An alternative to having the students write the words on the card is you could also have them write definitions on the card. So if you could challenge your class a little bit more, then have them write the definitions. Then you simply play bingo. Call out the words. You call out the definitions, depending on what you've had the students write on the words. When they get a bingo, five in a row, four corners, blackout, whatever it is you want to play. Kids love screaming bingo and they've got it. And throughout this entire process, students are thinking about the vocabulary words. They're thinking about what the definitions are and they're constantly in the mode of making these words their own. Again, it's game but it's also a learning opportunity for students. These are just two examples of games that you can play to engage your students with vocabulary or unit words. If you head over to today's blog post at middleschoolcafe.com, I have posted a blog where I'm sharing more ideas on vocabulary strategies and vocabulary activities you can use in your class.
Also, if you are on my email list, next week, I'll be sharing several resources and tips about vocabulary and strategies that you can use in your class. So again, you can head over to the show notes or to middleschoolcafe.com and get on my list that way. All right. Our third activity is a super fun activity. All of these activities I'm sharing today, I know we're a little bit more chaotic. They're a little bit more interactive. So remember that I'm not suggesting that you do these every week, but these are just tools that you can pull from your toolbox as you are lesson planning. The third activity are skits or tableaus. Last week, I talked about an activity that goes with my word of the week lessons, and that's the vocabulary funny, where students are creating comics or cartoons. The vocabulary skit takes the same idea, but lifts it off the page. This is a great review again for words that students have been exposed to, or it could even be a preview of a word. Might be a little bit harder. I definitely would probably use this activity for a review. Students work in partners or in small groups to demonstrate one or two of the vocabulary words in action. I would keep your groups to two or three. If you have to go to four, that's fine, but I wouldn't go over four because it just starts to become too much for this activity when you have too many people in a group. The skits are fun and they always make for a lively class full of laughs. But here's the secret and why I love this activity so much. As students are coming up with their skit, they are diving into the vocabulary words. They are reviewing all of the words on the list. They're trying to figure out how the words go together. They are fully engaged with each of the words to come up with their skit. This is what we need in order for students to take the words from something written on the page to taking ownership of the word and becoming part of their everyday vocabulary. Even if the words that you are using are academic words, we still need those words to become part of their everyday vocabulary, and they need to take ownership of those words to be successful as they move forward in their educational career. All right, so while skits are super fun, you might have some students where acting or creating skits just might not be for them, and that's fine. You're going to have introverts in your class that don't want to do any acting or do anything silly like that. In that case, I would have the pair or the group create a tableau. This is essentially a still picture. They are creating a human picture. There's no acting involved. They just have to pose in whatever manner they've created that's going to demonstrate the word. Once I've given my students a little bit of time to come up with their skit or the tableau, This is where a lot of fun comes into your class. When students are presenting their skits or tableau, the students that are watching are guessing what the words are. So not only have you engaged your students in the vocabulary words as they create their skits, you've now also engaged the entire audience with the words as they try to guess what is it that your skit is demonstrating to us? What is it that your tableau is demonstrating to us? And they're guessing. These activities are not ones that I would do every week, but they are certainly fun activities that I would like to incorporate into my class. I would like my students to see that learning is fun and that we don't always have to do things on paper pencil. All right, so this ends our three-episode mini-series on vocabulary. I hope that you'll give at least one of the activities a try. I will link to some blog posts in the show notes that will give you a few more ideas as well. 
Also, I'd love to know how you are promoting vocabulary in your class. Please feel free to share your ideas over in the Facebook group, Secondary ELA. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And until next time, have a great week.